Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino. And today I wanted to talk about something that was actually inspired uh, by a couple of students in my class. Um, and that is the tale of one of my favorite Disney movies um, of, of recent time, uh, Frozen. And uh, I will tell you, just for the record, and uh, my... In a non-ironic sense, the most listened to podcast that I've ever put out has been on Disney World. Now, that's not terribly surprising for me, simply because uh, Disney is an extremely popular entity around the world. There are a lot of people that, you know, would see Disney World and figure, hey, I'll listen to this, I kind of like it. Um, and also, I thought it was, it was a very interesting podcast. That one talked a lot about... Um, the differences in, in food and cuisine and how people that work at Disney from other countries uh, before the coronavirus times. And in the before times, as we say, jokingly, or maybe only half-jokingly, it used to be that people from other countries came and worked, for example, at Epcot at the Pavilion. So if you had Japan, there were actually Japanese young men and women who were working there and, uh, you know, wh my whole thing was I wondered aloud if that was their only real exposure to America, meaning the people that came to Epcot and that interacted with them at their pavilions. How did they take it? How did they feel about them? And, and I said the same about all of the different countries. Uh, you know, everything from Mexico uh, all the way over to uh, Canada. Um and so I was, I was wondering, and I, I said, you know, my other point was, and I'm not going to belabor this too long, don't worry. My other whole point was about uh, cuisine and food. And I mentioned how, you know, you can't just say something like Italian food or Indian food. Um, it's very different from certain parts of the country to the other. And I think that that's very common. You know, I mean, in Italy, for example, my, my main thing um, probably influenced a little by the fact that I am of Italian descent, uh, was that the Italian pavilion was the, the, everything about it was about the Venetian and Northern Italian architecture. However, the food was all essentially Southern Italian, Napolitan and more. And I explain that by saying that, you know, uh, where people came from, in Italy, when they came to the United States, was from Naples. It was from the South. It wasn't. It wasn't originally all from Milan or Venice or you know even Roma. It was from Naples, and that's why dishes that are more traditional in Naples or Napoli, as we call it, uh, they happen to be more popular in the United States. Is that was the United States? When we think of Italian food, what do you think of? You think of dishes that are popular in the South. Anyway, um, so. My, my point I wanted to bring up today about Frozen, and it is one of my favorite Disney movies. I really, I really do love it. And Disney, Disney went through a period where you know they had the original movies, which now, my goodness, now it's it's viewed on you know it's basically all women with waists that you can you know basically put, um, you know you you can you can wrap your hands around and have your thumbs and uh you know middle fingers or pointer fingers meet on the other side. Um, and of course, the women were almost always, you know, uh, they were, you know, damsels in distress. That was the typical 
Disney thing. And there was always the handsome, well, well chiseled jaw white male to come and save them. And Disney today, of course, is extremely more diverse. It's no longer Snow White. It's no longer Sleeping Beauty. It's no longer Cinderella. Today, thankfully, we've got movies that are a lot more in line with things. Um, you know, where where the women. You know, or even protagonists in some cases. I mean, you know, there's movies like Brave, you know, uh, tremendously entertaining. And, and thankfully, you know, uh, they portray a much better understanding of the way that society is. And I think Disney has always done that. Uh, they, they realized that that was the change that needed to be made. Uh, but one of the things <laughs> that I, I thought about today, because the movie came up, in class, and, and you know, I, I don't go into this stuff, obviously, really, in class. I don't talk about it, um, you know, pretty much at all, um, unless a student brings it up. But Frozen is a coming out story. And I know that there are people that are, no, no, it's not. It's a story about the love between two sisters. It can be both. The sun, and I mean the sun in the sky, is both bright gives us light, and it gives us heat. So it's one item that gives us two things. And Frozen is that type of a story. It's a story about two sisters, Anna and Elsa, and how from the time that they're very young, there's something different about Elsa. She has this, this power, but it makes her different. And that's the thing. The brilliant thing that Disney does in a lot of movies is that they slide subliminal things in there. And uh, this is not a bad thing at all. It's not a bad thing at all. But I'm saying it's like she's got this thing where, you know, she has the ability to create, uh, you know, snow and ice. And her and Anna are playing. And then she accidentally zaps Anna at one point. And so the... You know, the king and the queen, they rush in there, you know, what have you done? I didn't mean it was an accident. Okay, so Anna's been exposed to this difference, all right? So they immediately take her to the trolls who are like, listen, we're going to wipe her memory, okay? A classic mem wipe, like when I used to play in my MMORPGs, and it's like, can we please get the coercer or the illusionist to cast a mem wipe on the opposing, you know, mob so that I don't get killed as the, you know... As the main damage producer, which I usually was, despite the fact that necromancers were not always there. Anyway, not that I'm bragging about that at all. But the bottom line was that then, what do they do with Elsa? They they kind of put her away. They don't want her and Anna playing with one another. Because Elsa is, what is she? She's, she could be dangerous. She could hurt her. Well, how? I mean, yeah, okay, by in the movie, by, you know, accidentally zapping her with the ice. But then as Elsa gets older, something strange happens. Her, quote, powers get stronger. And eventually, they have to put gloves on her. Conceal, don't feel it, don't let it show. Now, if you are over the age of seven or so, and you don't realize that this is an absolutely blatant um, talk about how it's like, listen, we know you have these feelings, but you can't let them be known to people, okay? 
You have to keep it secret. You have to conceal it. You have to put on gloves. What are gloves? They're a covering for something. It's like putting a mask on in a sense. Okay, but a mask would have been too obvious. It would have been too blatant because a mask, uh, you know, Billy Joel's The Stranger, you know, talks about, you know, it's it, a mask is kind of a very obvious plot turn where it's like, oh, no, 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 there's something going on here. They're wearing a mask because they don't want to be seen. So then finally, of course, you know, the mother and, and father go away. And uh, because it's Disney, the mother has to die. I mean, the father died with her because they were both on a ship. And I remember the first time I watched the movie, and I was, of course, I was much, much, much older. When I was watching in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is cute and everything. And I was like, wonder when there's going to be that tragic scene where the mother, you know, dies. Oh, here it is. They're on the boat in the ocean. A storm hits. They die, you know, and that was that. So then Elsa goes on. And all Anna wants is for things to get back to normal. She wants normalcy, okay? And then, of course, there's Coronation Day. And Elsa becomes the queen. And she's like, you know, I have, you know, the whole song talks about, you know, make one wrong move and everyone will know. I mean, come on. Make one wrong move and everyone will know. You know, and then Anna comes in, of course, with Prince Hans. That handsome, devilish character. And they want to get married. And, of course, Elsa is naturally concerned about her sister. I mean, this part I don't think is really anything too much. This is just her being really concerned about her sister. But she also feels guilt because, in the past, she, you know, she did hurt her. And and Elsa's memories were not wiped, okay? Anna's were, but Elsa's weren't. So Elsa knew what was going on. And then finally there was the argument between the two, and then Elsa, of course, turns things to ice. And then there's the accusations. She's a monster. I mean, you know, these are the types of things. You know, people who were of the alternative lifestyle, gays and lesbians in the past, were very often accused of being unnatural. I mean, that was... That was literally a definition of non-heterosexual relationships. It's unnatural. There, there is nothing unnatural in the world because everything, literally by definition, belongs to nature. Okay? If you are made up of the atoms that form our universe, you are natural. You are part of nature. So unnatural is so ridiculous. What we really mean is you're something I don't like. And I think it's yucky, and therefore I'm going to say something against it, okay? And again, as I say many times, and I always advise everyone I ever talk to, the more someone protests about something, the more someone says, you know, oh, I can't stand these people, quote-unquote, it's usually because they secretly have those feelings, okay? I mean, you say something once, you're making a statement. If you continue to talk about it, it becomes a question of who are you trying to convince? Other people or yourself? And I find it quite sad, I really do, and I'm speaking personally now, I find it quite sad that so many people, especially people that have very strict conservative upbringings, they just are taught from, you know, the time they're very young 
to hate this, to hate the, these kinds of feelings, to hate these kinds of people. And it, it's quite sad because for so many of them, it, it's really, you know, they do have these feelings, which is quite natural. I mean, if nature's taught us anything, it's, you know, these things exist in everybody, okay? Now, for many people, it's not, you know, the, the, the overwhelming majority ends up straying towards what we'd call the, the heterosexual, uh, you know, feelings, because that's, you know, uh, that's what happens um, <clears throat> when you're talking about evolution. But it doesn't mean that there aren't these other feelings. But anyway, I digress. And you know what? Again, it's, it's someone I really don't care how anyone feels about anyone else. Um, I care that you just don't discriminate against people who feel another way. You don't have to feel that way. You don't have to like it. You don't have to do whatever. Hell, I don't like people that root for Manchester United. I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm going to go out there and try and get rooting for Manchester United band. Unless I can. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I would never want that, you know? I, I love it. It's like, okay, you root for them. I can't stand Manchester United. I'm not a big fan of Liverpool. I, Tottenham, let, we don't even get started on that. But that doesn't mean anything to me. I like Chelsea. And as long as you respect my right to like Chelsea, I don't care if you like Manchester United or anyone else. It doesn't matter, okay? It's live and let live. And that's what makes life wonderful, really, when you live and let live. So anyway, the whole thing is, you know, Elsa runs away. And of course, that brings us to the ultimate part of the movie, the coup de grace, the, the, the moment that everyone remembers more than anything else. If, if you don't remember more than two minutes of Frozen, you remember what? We all know it. We all know it. Let it go. Let it go, in my opinion, should be an LGBTQ anthem. How it is not, and I, I, I do know some people who do cite it as that, but I mean... It is ridiculous, you know, how she sings about, you know, can't hide it anymore, you know, and, and she's out there and finally, and the imagery in the movie, you know, she just lets things, you know, fly off of her. She's done hiding. She's done pretending she's someone she's not. She had to for all these years when she was in the palace. She had to do it while her parents were alive. But now she's out and everyone knows it. And that's the thing too, you have to remember. Everyone knows it. Because everyone's seen her turn things to ice. So everyone knows that she's out. And now she's finally like, well, you know what? Great, now I can be myself. The cold never bothered me anyway. I mean, what a, what a, you know, a powerful statement. And again, it's, it's not blatant because Disney doesn't like to do things to, you know, to force ideas on kids. It's just suggesting, I mean, find me. And if you can, please, do, um, you know, drop a, a DM, email, whatever it is. If you can find a younger kid, okay, who says that, oh, God, I can't believe Elsa did that. That's so terrible of her. I don't like her anymore. 
You can find that person. Let me know. Kids love it. It's adults who understand what's going through. It's adults who are afraid of what might happen if their child comes home and says, hey, I'm in love with this person in no different a way than for generations in certain parts of this world in this country. Parents were worried their kids would come home and say, I'm in love with someone who's not the same skin tone as me. I'm in love with someone who's not the same uh, religion as me. You know, we have all of these rules and laws built up around that. Okay, we've created a very caged society for so many people. And it's horrible, the punishments that we have for it. And by the way, in my next podcast, I'm going to be talking about what's going on in Mississippi with the 14th Amendment. And if you're in Mississippi and you're listening to this, for the sake of everything good in this world, please go out and and try and... And fight against this, you know, case that's going on here about Mississippi abortions that, because it is really attacking the 14th Amendment. But I'll get into that. I'll get into that later. This is not about that. So anyway, things go on. Anna goes out looking for her sister to convince her to come back. Elsa doesn't want her there anymore. She's afraid she'll hurt her. She's afraid her reputation will hurt her. And eventually, you know, of course, Prince Hans. And by the way, if you're going to be like, you're spoiling the movie, it's been out, I think it was released in 2013. After eight years, you don't get to claim it being spoiled anymore. Okay, I think that's the rules. And if it's not the rules, then I'm making them up right now. That's the rules. But what happens is, you know, Hans, Prince Hans, you know, he has secretly been working against both sisters. You know, he, he lets Elsa quote, die, which she's saved by one of the great comedic sidekicks of all time in any movie, anywhere, okay, Olaf, it's just unbelievable, he's just, I mean, he's one of my favorite characters in any movie, it's just great, it's, it's so much, he's so much fun, so anyway, and then he goes after Elsa, who's coming back, And what does he do? He goes to kill her with the sword. Now, I'm going to be very delicate about all of this and very kind of out there because, as always, Mr. Ashitino's podcasts are G-rated. I view all of this as G-rated, by the way, because this is there's nothing I've said that is inappropriate at all. Um, and honestly, if you have a problem with it, then it's really, at this point, you have to look into the mirror. But, whatever, there might be people. So, the bottom line is, as he's going to strike Elsa with his sword, Anna comes in and steps between them. And, of course, she freezes at that moment. The sword breaks. And then the sisters are reunited. Because... Love ends up winning out. Not hate. The love. The idea to strike down Elsa because she's different loses out to the love of a sister who accepts her for who she is. She knows that she's got these powers, that she's, quote, different. Anna doesn't care. She doesn't. She just wants to be with her sister. And that's it. 
And I can't help but think that if more people felt that way, that if you really felt, you know what, I don't care if my sibling or neighbor or classmate was different from me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to show them love. And that's it. So Frozen, an absolute masterpiece by Disney. Um, I mean, the songs are ridiculously catchy. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I know. Um, <laughs> I used to, when she was a little younger, I used to dance with my daughter. Uh, every night before bed, we used to do Love is an Open Door. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I you know these are the days where I wish I had recorded it, but unfortunately, when she was younger, I thought that these days would go on forever. They don't. So if you have a younger sibling and they like doing something like that, or if you're listening, you have a kid they like doing something like that, record it. Now, don't wait. Set up the phone. Set up whatever the iPad, whatever it is. Record it. You will love it. I mean, I do have some. Partial recordings of things, you know, with Frozen, but, you know, it was great, and we would have to act out the Prince Hans. I was always Prince Hans, of course, um, you know, because, you know, you have to get a one, one person's got to be Anna, and one person's got to be Prince Hans, and I certainly don't have the hair, uh, despite my hair, I don't have the right hair to do, uh, to do Anna. My, my daughter always insisted on doing it. So anyway, um, I guess what I wanted to say at the end of this, because that's really... Um, all that needs be done is that Frozen is a fantastic movie. The soundtrack is phenomenal, and the characters are great. I mean, even the twist—you you wouldn't have known there was going to be that twist with Hans towards the end. You really wouldn't have. It was it was very very well played because I mean you were rooting for him the whole time. You know, I mean the only thing maybe you could have thought. Was that Sven was coming in there, you know, with, uh, yeah, you're like, well, what, what, how is this going to work out and everything? But, you know, it could have been the best friend and then maybe he would have run off with someone else or something like that. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, yeah, that was, that was, uh, it was, it was a great movie. It still is a great movie. It's got a great soundtrack. And like I said, the message that it sends, which is that love conquers all is really, especially in 2021, as 2021 is rapidly drawing to an end, I think it's a message we all can use. And I think it's a message that we all need to express. As much as we can and to as many people as we can. So, if you're listening to this, tell someone tonight you love them. Tell someone or many people tomorrow you love them. It doesn't hurt. It never hurts. Whatever race they are, whatever skin tone they have, whatever gender they are, whatever the case is, there is nothing ever wrong with telling someone that you love them. And with that, I will leave you, my faithful listeners. I wish all of you a happy, healthy, and safe rest of your evening and rest of your week, and I will be putting some more stuff up this weekend. I already have it mostly hashed out. I'm just, I'm doing a little bit of research right now on it because I want to make sure that I hit some points and I want to make sure that I'm not being inaccurate on anything that I say, as is my want. Otherwise, I hope you all have a great rest of your day and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.